0: This episode of Boomerology Revealed is brought to you by Standard, your best option for mobility products. Be independent with Standard.com. Boomers.
1: There are 76 million of us just here in the US. We are the biggest generation that ever existed. We were called the me ones, the crazy ones, and boy, do we know what that means, don't we? In fact, we have reinvented every single phase of our lives. We were the yuppies. We were the hippies. We like innovation. Well, now we are in the winter of our lives. And I can assure you, this is not going to be your average winter. I invite you to join me at Boomerology Revealed every single week so we can figure out how boomers are reshaping this phase of their lives. Join me. Hey, I'm Shahar, this is Boomerology Review TV, and today I have some very special guests with me to talk about being a boomer. So, could you guys
2: introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Marilyn Guinan. And I'm Lisa Myers.
0: I'm Stephanie Wright. And what do you do in life, Stephanie? What do I do in life? I do a lot of stuff in life. Um, I love to belly dance. have been belly dancing almost, what, 10 years now. Uh, I love to go camping, hiking, boating, gardening. Gardening is my big thing. I call it my dirt therapy, get my fingers in the dirt. So I just like to be active. Want like to be out in the, the public and doing fun things. I love to connect. Nice.
2: Okay. <laughs> I, I'm thinking, wow. does <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez, that's> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, you know what? In business, doing a lot in business, and so I just love to connect with, the, awesome. with clients, with friends, uh, do some reading, and also visit grandkids. I'm, in fact, going to be going to... Dallas to watch my granddaughter in soccer Ooh, so Oh, that's really cool. Nice. yeah you know me besides uh, hosting the shows
1: I do like to take wildlife photography do some geocaching and
3: I'm fanatic about wildlife you you know I have really varied interests I love reading I'm a voracious reader but I also I am a past uh, figure skater this professional figure mm-hmm. skater I love dancing I love I again like Stephanie being out in public meeting with people. I have a lot of opportunity to do that with my work. And I just like staying active. So That's cool. You know, the boomer generation has been
1: called um, the me generation, has been called the crazy ones, has been called (laughs) the prophets. My question to you is, are you proud to be a boomer or not?
0: I I am. I I don't have a problem owning it. I had a girlfriend that when she hit 50, it was trauma. Oh, I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. own it. Mm-hmm. It's a number. I feel better in my 50s now than I did in my 20s. Yes. So, yeah. When I
2: was getting ready to turn 50, I knew, it's kind of saying, well, like, I'm not sure how I'm feeling about that. <laughs> so, I created a Red Hat Society. Ooh. Oh. So, and if you're under 50, you're pink hats. Oh. So, <laughs> I was a pink hat for six months. So it gave me something to look forward to oh. so, so that motivated. I could be a
3: red hat. Wow. Oh, and I can't say that I'm not proud of it that I'm kind of um, I'm at the very tail end of the boomers, so I always find that I put that disclaimer when people you know <laughs> when they say that you know 1964 <laughs> is the last <laughs> year and I'm like well I'm just the very tail end
4: you know, my
3: parents waited then I would have not technically been a boomer but you know I'm I'm proud of my age I mean I, I think that if I looked older than I look then I wouldn't be so proud of it. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've earned it and I and I like you said Stephanie I mean I feel happier now I feel more secure with yeah. who I am as a person comfortable with my own skin than I ever have you know if I could go back and be 20 all over again if I could have my experience and my brain and everything that I've got then, now yes, yes. to yes. go back and just be 20 and live that over again no, no. oh no it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> not even <laughs> yeah.
2: well and I think the same thing is like you know what we're talking about is that I don't feel, I just barely turned 55. And I do not feel 55, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, where do you put the number? Is it like the new 30? Is it, you know, it's like, I don't know what the number is. You know but I I really think
1: it it doesn't matter anymore. It's how you live, right? I'm very proud to be a boomer, by the Mm -hmm. way. Rock and roll, wouldn't (laughs) (laughs) hear that? and (laughs) And even all of this technology that we have right now, Mm -hmm. we made it possible. So the millennials today are so involved with technology and are creating some amazing things because we made it possible for them. So I, if there was a, f- a flag for boomers, <laughs> you what we've been doing that all day long? <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we need to create <laughs> it. we, <can laughs> see, it. There there we go. go. No problem. <laughs> the boomer flag. Okay, but <laughs> let's let's talk about uh, the other side, like age, for example. Me too. I'm having a blast, and I really. I actually I was at the, doc- the doctor the other day. He asked my age, and I just went thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "I am." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm fine. But what's the downside? Uh, are there any issues that you guys face daily, on a daily? Not health issues per se, but with kids, with with jobs,
2: anything that you can say, yeah, it could be a little easier. That's kind of tough. I think that for myself, is that this last year was a year of changes. Mm-hmm. So, you I know, mean, I was expecting my mom to live to be 90s and so forth, and she passed. Mm-hmm. And then both of my kids moved back east. And so, what I found was an instant uh, empty nest. Mm-hmm. And so, to redefine, you know, friendships, to really get connected again and realize that I'm creating, if you will, a new family. Mm-hmm. Versus. It was a challenge Mm -hmm. or is it still Mm -hmm. a challenge? It's easier. Mm -hmm. I think that there's always, you know, you traveling. This is the first Christmas that it wasn't a family Christmas. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you think, okay, we're all, we we planned, you know, we're all going to get together. But my son's in New Hampshire, my daughter's in Ohio. And when you start looking at flights, it's like, seriously, we're not paying Mm -hmm. that much money for one day. yeah, Yeah. And that, so we all had Christmas on our own. So it was creating, creating was, yeah. it was creating new traditions and so i think that you get to create you can stay in the suffering and say oh poor me yeah. or you <laughs> like turning 50 i thought okay
3: i'm you know take <laughs> if you will take the bull by the horns and decide what you want to create I think part of the challenge too, because I'm an empty nester, my, you know, my son moved out and, and graduated high school and so both my kids are gone now and they're doing great, mm-hmm. but it's like now I have all this time to myself and I'm like, I'm kind of at times bored, I'm at times lonely, oh. and I find myself getting involved more in politics, um, in you know, the Chamber of Commerce, which we're involved with and doing things, doing extra things that I didn't have time to do when my kids were growing up. And so it's been kind of fun to refocus on, like, well, what's really important to me? What do I get to do now? What do I get to experience? And, you know, especially being, you know, approaching 50, being single. It's like, it's a whole new world. and. You know, there's nights when I'm, you know, hibernating, it's wintertime, and I'm home <laughs> watching HGTV, working on my laptop, and, and I'm like, I need to get out more, and then there's nights I'm out, you know, dancing till dawn, so I, you know, it's kind of fun to not have to worry about kids, not have to worry about mm-hmm. my spouse, not have to worry about anyone but me, and, um, you know, I'm really embracing it,
0: but there's times too when it's, you know, it's lonely, so Yeah. yeah. So. I can find it being a challenge. I have a 15-year-old daughter. We waited 15 years before we decided to have kids. She's my only, and Mm -hmm. it's a challenge because all of her friends' parents are in their late 30s or early 40s. (laughs) and they're still ramping up and doing things, and I'm like, okay, look, I'm 50, and I'm tired, (laughs) and and my daughter's like, let's stay up till one or two watching movies. I'm like, if I make it to midnight, it's good. (laughs) You know, go, 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 go. So that can be a challenge when you hit the later years. And I want to spend time with my husband. I want to go do things for us versus going and doing what the younger generation is doing. So that can be a challenge. Yeah, it is.
1: It is for sure. For me, I think my biggest challenge is uh, my mother lives in another country, and she's you know, advanced age, and I, I can't say I am the care- caregiver for her, but of course I play a role there, and that's very challenging every single day, because I know, I know every new morning I'm older and she's older, yeah. and we are far apart, so I think that's the biggest challenge. Now, uh, they say that, that the boomers were very crazy at their beginning years, right? <laughs> and uh, we all know that, Sixty-four? I don't know. I <laughs>
3: I me. <laughs> but know, so I talk about my crazy years,
1: okay? <laughs> I'm responsible. I've grown up. Yeah, that's right. But now what's called our winter, we start becoming more uh, worried about the legacy that we are going to leave. And yeah. you know, for myself I can say that happened to me very crazy. Not so crazy and worrying now about
3: my legacy. What's your take on that? You know, I think that's something that has I don't want to say plagued, but it's a, it's a part of progression and, and maturation. I mean, anybody from any era is going to go through that. Our kids are going to go through that yeah. when they hit our age. And I think you get to the point where you've had the you've had your fifteen minutes of fame, you've had your you know your career milestones, you've had your children, and then you go, well, what is my legacy? You know, you start to come to terms with your own mortality, and you're like, I need to leave something you know a, a, something to my kids my grandkids and not just monetarily but but a legacy something that you're passionate about and i think that's what we get to explore as we move into those years is like what is that going to look like for us what are we passionate about for me i've started producing documentary films and so that's my legacy that i oh, want to really. Leave, that's very is cool. be able to really you know i feel like it's one of the last free um, bastions of free speech mm-hmm. and and yeah. i i feel like that's something that i want to really pioneer and, and hopefully leave some legacies of films that my kids can look back on it. Fantastic. Exactly. So we, need, we need to do an, an
0: interview, interview
3: about <laughs> documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: guys? Um, leaving a legacy. Yeah, it, it makes a big impact. I want to know. I want to leave when I leave this planet. What did I leave better? What have I done? How many lives have I touched or turned around? And being involved in the Chamber of Commerce has allowed me that connection and allowed me to grow my amount of friends and connections regardless of where we are. And I've made many career changes over the past 10-15 years of my life but I still keep that consistency of good friends Mm -hmm. because that to me is very important. And I find with myself too that
2: I think that you face it with, you know, your 30s and then it was 40s yeah. and, you know, in the 50s and so forth. And I was thinking even the other day, it's 55, and it's like, you know, you want to say, okay, there's a good 10 years of really enjoying working mm-hmm. and being out there and creating. And, and what do I want to create? And, and what they always say is that, you know, when you're on your deathbed, it's always those questions, did I live, did I love, and did I matter? No. And, you know, I, so I want to be able to say, yes, I loved, and I lived, and I mattered. And so I created a book this last year, and oh, and, wow. and then also doing uh, smart TV, oh. you know. So yeah, I think, but I think I, you leave the legacy within your children. Uh-huh, true. Yes, yeah. true. I like that. Now, about the love part. So you guys mm-hmm. are married, right? Yeah. Yes. 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 We're
1: not. Let's <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Uh, Explain the flower in your (laughs) hair.
3: Well, I was mentioning earlier that the the flower on the right side does mean you're single. Uh, I know some people would say a ring on the right side means you're single, but again, that's kind of a cultural thing. But, uh, you know, in Polynesian history, if you wore it on the right side, it was single. The left side, you were married, so guys could identify you easily. So this is like, you know, I (laughs) 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 think I'm going to buy a bouquet. I'm not sure 12 doesn't, uh, you know, a dozen roses on the right Yeah, but he says
1: desperate. <laughs> no. What about dating? What about Ooh. dating? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Do I have to disclose all my secrets? <laughs> you can give me some tips afterwards. Some tips, okay? If I was that successful at dating, I would not be single right now. So. Okay, so let's just. Maybe we should talk to these ladies about <laughs> <in that> it. <day. laughs> yeah, how did you stay yeah. married?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one thing I'd say is i thir- going on 38 years married, oh, very nice. young, and so you know we've grown up together, if you will. Yeah. But I think that there's also you know a friend said that the you know you always say the pasture's always greener on the other side, mm-hmm. and he said the pasture is always greener where you tend it. And my husband and I separated for a few weeks and so forth, and I was in my friend's basement, and I thought, "This is it," you know, because you kind of think, "Oh, you know, if I was single and I did, you know, I could be doing all these things," and it's like, "No, that's not really the truth." And so we had a good conversation, and you know, mended some things and. Yeah, you're back together back together
0: yeah so
1: what
0: about you uh, i'll be 30 years this april wow uh, it hasn't been an easy journey i mm. mean i really think waiting to have a child so late in life i mm. saw patience i had more understanding um, and i could come to terms with things a lot easier and mm. i've learned that with my husband. and we still date each other we still have time for each other we talk daily about everything and we can have more in-depth conversations than we've ever had when we were in our twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really get to the heart and root of how we feel about things. Because we do have a daughter that we want to take care of and and leave a good legacy for her. So um, I still think I think marriage is fun, but it's work. Yeah, it's it work. A
1: work I know. One last question. We are called the me generation because people say boomers are very self centered. Okay, I cannot express an opinion about that because I am totally
2: self-centered. <laughs> so what do you guys think? <laughs> I'm going to say we're
3: self-aware. Aware. Nice! I don't think we're self-aware. <laughs> yeah, if anything, our generation is the one that's really, again, leaving that legacy. We're really giving back. If you look at what we give philanthropically mm-hmm. the yeah. people that are within the boomer ages, you know, 46 to 64 as boomers, we probably give 90% of the money that's given to charities. So you can't say that we're a me generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the self-awareness. I would totally agree with that. The um, amount of, of new businesses that are opened by boomers that, yeah, right? that uh,
1: provides, you know, jobs for other yeah. people. Yeah. True. Yeah. Good point. So. Okay. So since we are not self-centered,
4: what <laughs> 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 <I don't> group, <laughs> No,
1: I think it's just a snippet of how many dimensions. The life of a boomer has today so i want to really thank you guys for being here and we are going to go deeper into these topics in the the next few episodes thank you well every now and then in life we run into some mobility issues right we may have a broken foot gout knee replacement things that are actually pretty common with boomers let me show you a very cool gadget that i found that just makes that a little bit easier when you're coming out of the your car it's this little thing here called Car Caddy from standard.com Very very simple to use I only have to put the window down and clip the thing right and adjust to my height and I have something that is very resistant and I can use to get out of the car okay so for example now I just do this And see, I have all the support to move my body out of the car. So it's a very simple, cool tool, very easy to use. You can live on your window, can work with the window up or down. And every time you need, you have that extra support to get out of your car. What about thinking positive? You know, there are many benefits of having positive thoughts. One of them is every time you're thinking about something good, you're creating images in your brain. And the images talk to the reptilian brain, where we host emotions and actually make most of our decisions. So, that alone is a huge benefit. But positive thinking also affects the body. And some studies have shown that they affect much more. For example, they increase lifespan. Who doesn't want to live more? I know I do. And by thinking positive, you're most likely to live longer. Uh, lower rates of depression, which is very important, lower rates of distress. So fantastic when you have a bad day to exercise and try some positive thinking. Creates resistance to common cold. Can you think about that? You have a flu, a common cold, and you start thinking positive and you get better soon. So why not try that? Uh, Better psychological and physical well-being. Reduce risk of cardiovascular disease. Look how important that is. And better coping skills during hardships and stress. Yes, we all have our bad days, our bad... Weeks, even our bad years, but it's important to keep thinking positive so you can overcome that and also benefit your own body. So what are you going to do today? Think positive. Today, I want to invite you to know a very fun activity that I myself found about two years ago and got totally hooked on that. I didn't know it was a hobby and I didn't know it was practiced by so many people. It's called birding. When we watch birds, we can watch birds from anywhere, including our own backyard. You know, it's not only fun, you can use for different purposes, but it's very important. Actually, there is a term, citizen science, when we count birds in a local area and report this, so we can know the migration patterns, if they are disappearing or not. It's really, really important, but it's very fun. I do it mostly for wildlife photography. No matter the reason why you're going to get hooked on, on birding, I want you to invite. I want to invite you to watch a documentary my daughter and I made about birding. I'm sure after this two-minute documentary, you're going to be totally hooked on that.
4: Uh, one o'clock, you guys are straight out in front of you now, about twenty-five yards. Take <laughs> okay. and on the left. Last- I started birding about 40 years ago. I've been birding about about seven years.
0: Previously, since '97, uh, when I was getting ready to retire, <laughs> I decided to get into this hobby big time. My husband bought me a scope.
4: Let's see. I started when I was about 17, so 22 years.
0: The very intensive
2: period has been the last five years, but the years leading up to it just kept an interest in
4: birds. I just would see like the daily rhythm, the daily movements of birds around the lake, and that's what kind of got me interested. And then I just used to come out here and ride my bike, and and it was kind of a gradual immersion, um, especially when you're outdoors a lot by yourself. You start to pay attention to sounds and, and just what's around. And um, it's just its a state of mind, I guess. For me, it's to um, appreciate the diversity of the wildlife. I enjoy not only the difference in appearance, but um, I think more particularly the difference in behaviors, flight patterns, uh, migratory patterns, those kinds of things. It's the diversity that attracts me.
0: Into the habitats, you just see things that you wouldn't see at the computer. I'm sorry, <laughs> when you're seeing it for real, when you smell it, when you uh, go places. We travel, actually, to
4: bird. I had a fascination with birds when I was a little boy. I was fascinated they could fly, and I couldn't.
0: Oh, They're very
2: beautiful. I keep learning more all the time, and I'm an inveterate student, so I always like
0: to learn.
4: <laughs> I want people to be aware of the world they live in whether it's birds or plants or anything. I mean, people, um, awareness is what makes us human. Consciousness and knowledge and if we lose that, then we lose our humanity.
0: Backyard birding is great. You can start in your backyard. Just the plants in your yard, if they have Uh, berries or seeds of any kind. Putting out water is the easy way to start. Birds, they need to bathe to take care of their feathers, even in the winter. And that draws birds in. This episode of Boomerology Revealed is brought to you by Standard, your best option for mobility products. Be independent with Standard.com.